13, and we'll read verse number 9. This is Psalm 113, and verse number 9. We'll be reading this morning from the New Living Translation. Before we read, let me uh, remind you that uh, this coming Wednesday night, uh, we will be having a special business meeting. We will have a Our regular ministries to begin with, we'll have a one-hour time with Royal Rangers and Impact Girls and Youth and a one-hour service in here. And then as close to 8 o'clock as possible, we'll begin a special business meeting. If you'll look around this morning and if you've looked around the last several weeks, you'll notice that most of the chairs are full. Uh, We're said, it's said today, used to, they used to say 80% of your chairs full and you'll not grow anymore. Now they're saying it's 70% and we are there and even past that. And so it's time for us to do some things, whatever that might be, uh, to keep growing and keep us moving forward. Once you lose momentum, it's hard to get it back. And so we're going to be uh, talking about a couple of options. Uh, and I've heard of all kinds of, you know, I told you to pray and not gossip. I've heard a lot of talking. I don't know if anybody's praying. I hope that you are and not just buzzing around trying to figure out what pastor has up his sleeve. So hopefully you are praying also and hopefully it's not something pastor has up his sleeve, but it's something that the Lord is leading us in and I feel like that he is. So be here if you are a member, you have gone through the membership uh, class and you've been received into membership of New Bethel. Uh, your name is on the row. You are expected, expected, say expected. You are expected to be here. When we went through membership class 101, we said don't become a member if you're not going to come to the meetings. And a few other things some of you have forgotten. I won't get in trouble right off the bat this morning. So, but, so please be here. Be here for the service. Be here at 8 o'clock for the, uh, for the special business meeting. You say, well, I'm not a member of New Bethel, but I come all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Can I come? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if there's any voting done on Wednesday, if you're not a member, you'll not be allowed to vote. That's one of the privileges of being a member and why you need to be a member. And uh, so, But you are certainly welcome to come and observe and listen and see what takes place on Wednesday night. Amen. I expect a good turnout Wednesday night. Amen. For a lot of different reasons. Amen. But anyway, hey, all right, here we go this morning. Psalm 113 and verse number 9. In the New Living Translation, it says, he talking about God, He gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. He gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. This morning, I want to talk to you about how to make mama happy. How to make mama happy. Father, thank you today for your blessing. Thank you for your presence in this house. Thank you for the Spirit of God today. Father, we thank you for our mothers, Lord. I thank you for my own mother. What a blessing she has been and is today in my life. And we pray blessing upon all of our mothers today. Let your anointing be with us in this house. Let us hear the word, but let us also heed the word. For the glory of the Lord we ask in Jesus' name. All of God's people said praise the Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. Well, it has been well said, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Do you understand that mothers are the thermostat of the home? 
Whatever temperature mama is set on, that's the temperature of the house. I believe that mothers are a very special breed. The job of motherhood is perhaps the hardest and the most difficult job of all. Mothers are overworked and underpaid. They get taken advantage of and they go unappreciated most of the time. I don't think that there's anyone that deserves a special day of honor more than mother. A cartoon showed a mother lying on a psychiatrist's couch. And the psychiatrist said to her, said, let's see, you spend 50% of your time on your job and 50% of your time on your husband and 50% of your time on your children. That's 150%. I think I see your problem. Somebody said if being a mother was supposed to be an easy job, it wouldn't be, it would not begin by something called labor. The title of my message today is How to Make Mama Happy. I have four suggestions this morning that you can do that I believe will help make mama happy. And all of us want mama to be happy. Well, if you want to make your mama happy this morning, the first thing you need to do, number one, is you need to respect her. Number one, this morning, you need to respect her. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 2 tells us, honor your father and your mother. But I want you to notice what else that it says, which is the first commandment with promise. The Bible doesn't just tell us to honor our father and our mother, but the Bible says there is a promise that comes with honoring our father and our mother. What is the promise? The promise is if you honor your father and you honor your mother, verse number 3 says, that it may be well with you. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Do you want things to go well for you? Would you like for things to go well in your life? Would you like some of life to smooth out for you? Then try honoring your father and your mother. I'm thinking about a man who has been miserable his entire life. If you don't believe it, just sit down and talk to him. And in five minutes time, he will tell you how miserable that his life is. He's had one disappointment after the other. One disappointment after the other, according to him. But guess what? He has treated his parents horribly. He's been disrespectful to his mother and his father. How he said and done ugly and hurtful things to them. And even as an adult, he has treated them with disrespect. Paul says honor. Paul says respect your mama and your daddy. And if you do, the promise is it will be well for you. But not only will things go well for you, and you will live long on the earth. Moms deserve our respect. They work hard for their family. They sacrifice much of what they need and much of what they personally want themselves in order to provide for their husband, in order to make sure that their kids have what they need and what they want. Let me just share with you this morning three ways that we can show respect to our moms. First of all, how you talk to her. You can show respect to mama by how you talk to her. Never raise your voice to your mother. You mamas ought to be with me this morning. I'm trying to help you a little bit. I said never raise your voice to your mama. Don't don't sass your mother. Don't talk down to her. Don't make her feel inferior. And especially in front of other people. 
Let me talk to you dads for just a moment this morning. Dads, do not allow your children to talk disrespectfully to their mother. I asked my mom one time and I just didn't like the swollen lips that came after that. Amen. You, Dad, you would not allow a stranger to talk to your wife like that. Why in the world would you put up with it from her kids? You show your respect to your mama by how you talk to her. Number two, by how you treat her. How you treat her. Your, listen, friend, your mother is not your maid, not your personal chef, and not your chauffeur. She might cook, she might clean, she might drive you around, but she's your mother and not your servant, and don't ever forget it. Honor her, respect her, say please and thank you. Another way you can show respect to your mother is how you trust her. Moms love to be confided in. They they love it when their children are willing to open up their hearts and and share what is upon their heart and, and unburden their soul to them. You show your mama respect when you, when you share those innermost thoughts and feelings. We're talking about how to make mama happy. Four suggestions. The first thing you need to do is you simply need to respect her. Number two, you need to remember her. Remember her on special days. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse number 11 says, Some people curse their father and some people do not thank their mother. When you do not remember your mother on Mother's Day, when you do not remember mother on her birthday, when you do not remember mother at Christmas, when you do not remember your mother on special occasions and special days, you are failing to thank her. Can you imagine, if, is there anybody in the whole world that has done more for you than your mother? And friend, women are emotional beings. Women are emotional beings. And they operate on feelings. We men, we, we operate on facts. And we're like the guy on Dragnet. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. We don't want the details. All we want is the facts. But women operate on feelings. And this is the way that God made them. And because of that, women are crushed when special days are not recognized and not celebrated. Let me give you just a little tip to the husbands. Let let, let me help you. Let me teach you how to never forget your wedding anniversary. You know, we have a hard time remembering things sometimes. Well, let me help you never ever to forget your wedding anniversary. Just forget it once. Just forget it once, and once will be enough, and your wife will never, ever let you forget it. Moms need to be remembered on special days. She needs to be remembered on her birthday. Her birthday. Now, you you don't need to necessarily talk about how old she is. You don't need to bring age into the picture at all. And she certainly doesn't want candles on her cake with a fire extinguisher sitting close by. Sir, that might be funny for you, but that's not funny for her. But she does need to be remembered on her birthday. 
And she might say that she doesn't want a present, but bring her one anyway. She's your mother, and she deserves a present from you. And I don't care how hard she is to buy for it. I don't care. I don't care that she doesn't need anything. She's your mother. And because she's your mother, you need to honor her and bring her a gift. You need to remember her on your birthday. Don't leave mama out on your birthday. Well, it's my birthday. It's all about me. Who gave birth to you? <laughs> it's been about you her whole, your whole life for her. And she gets all nostalgic on your birthday. Because she remembers back. Remember her on Mother's Day. It's her day. It's her day. Go where she likes to eat. And you know where that is. And even when you get in the car and she says, it doesn't matter to me. It matters. So fellas, forego the steak today and go get some of that frou-frou stuff. Whatever it is. And do what she likes to do today. Yeah. And don't let her do anything on her special day. Told you about that little girl that came in on Mother's Day and saw her mother doing the dishes. Oh, Mother, this is Mother's Day. You can't do the dishes on Mother's Day. They'll wait till tomorrow. Remember her on Mother's Day. Don't let her do anything on her special day. Buy her a nice gift. Get her a card. Write something personal in it. And just because you underline something, that's not doing anything personal. You didn't write anything when you underline something. Write something. You say, my my wife's not into cards. Because she don't care what Joe Blow wrote on the card at Hallmark. She wants you to write something and you never write anything. So since you don't ever write anything, it don't mean anything to her. If you take a little bit of time and write something in it, it would mean something to her. Amen? And remember her at Christmas. And remember her at your wedding. Give her special honor. At your wedding. Honor her every single opportunity that you have. Because you see, one day your mama's going to be gone. And you're not going to have the opportunity that you have right now. So you better make the most of it. And we're celebrating Mother's Day today. And there's many of you that are sitting out there and your mamas have already gone. And you think, oh, how much more I could have told her. How many times I could have told her I loved her. How many more things I could have done for her. I could have helped her. I could have repaired something for her, helped her, whatever. I was so busy. If you've got your mama, do everything you can right now while you've got the time. Talking about how to make mama happy. You need to respect her. You need to remember her on special days. Number three, if you want to make mama happy, rehearse all of the good times. Rehearse all of the good times. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10 says, God is not unjust to forget your work 
and labor of love which you have shown toward his name. Now I understand that this is speaking about God's dealings with man. But I also believe that children should not forget all of the good things that their moms and their dads have done for them. If you want to make mama happy, rehearse all of the good times that you shared with her. Talk about those times when mama rescued you. Those last minute papers and projects that you conveniently forgot to tell her about. You knew about it for six weeks. The teacher gave you the assignment at the beginning of the six weeks. But you put it all off until the night before. And you know daddy ain't going to bail you out. Daddy's going to say, good enough for you. You won't forget next time. You get a big fat F on this and you get grounded for it. And you'll get your paper in on time next time. How do I know that's the way I was? Can you believe that I would be that way? But I can't tell you how many times my wife worked all night long with our daughter to finish a project that she had procrastinated. And how many times did mama bring things to you at school that you forgot your lunch, your, your books, your papers, your tests, your permission slips, all of those things you forgot. And mama drops everything she's doing and she rushes up there and does it for you. My daughter was famous for forgetting things. They knew my wife's uh, name uh, at the office at the school. They knew... Now, Krista was awesome, won every award and was involved in everything at school, but she couldn't get to school with everything if it saved her life. And my wife would walk into the school uh, office and they'd say, what would Krista forget today? And so it got so bad that my wife, she didn't, you're supposed to do this, don't, my wife broke the rule, but she just got tired of going into the office, so she just got my daughter's uh, locker and, and her locker combination, and Krista would call her, and, she, and Dawn would say, well, I, I'll just put it in your locker, and she'd just go to the locker and put it there, so she didn't have to be embarrassed by going to this, into the office again. And how about that special prom dress that you wanted so much? Your parents couldn't afford it. They couldn't. It was not in the budget. But mama went to bed for you and convinced daddy that she just had to have it. Or maybe it was a new ball glove or cleats or band instrument. Rehearse all of the times when you had all those late night talks with mom. She sat on the edge of your bed and she listened to you pour out your heart. For hours, your heart was broken by somebody who broke up with you. Or or you thought your life was over because you lost the election for homecoming queen or king. I can't tell you how many nights my wife sat on the edge of our kids' beds and listened to them pour out their heart and how she would comfort them. We're talking about how to make mama happy. Four suggestions. First thing, you need to respect her. Secondly, you need to remember her on special days. Thirdly, you need to rehearse all of the good times. And the fourth thing this morning, you need to repeat her teachings. Repeat her teachings. If you want to make mama happy, just repeat her teachings. It has been well said, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. 
of flattery. If you really want to make mama happy, not only do what she taught you to do, but, but repeat what she taught you by teaching it to your children. Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 44 says, like mother, like daughter. Godly mothers will teach their children many things. Let me just mention four things that a godly mama ought to be teaching her kids. Number one, a godly mama ought to be teaching her kids reverence. Reverence. Now I understand this morning that dad is supposed to be the priest of the home and yet more often than not it is mama who has to take on the responsibility of spiritual leader in the home. Hear me moms. If dad doesn't take the lead, you have to. And even if dad does take the lead in this area of spirituality in the home, you still have a big role to play in this area. There is nothing more powerful than a mama's prayer. Catherine Booth stood boldly before God and made this declaration. I will not be the mother of a wicked child. And daily she prayed. Or her child. The Salvation Army stands today as a monument to her faith. Her son William was its founder. Pastor John Hagee says that it was because of the prayers of his mother that he is saved and in the ministry today he credits it to the prayers of his mama. He said that when he was a teenager that he would come home late at night after he had been doing things that he ought not be doing. And he said he would go to bed and he would lay in bed at night and he could hear his mother crying out to God in the next room. Pleading with God to save her son. Calling his name in prayer. Night after night after night after night. Godly mothers teach their children reverence. Not only do they teach them reverence but they teach them responsibility. Godly moms ought to be teaching their children responsibility. Listen, mama. Listen, mama. You shouldn't do everything for your children. You should teach them how to do everything. Moms should teach their kids how to cook. (laughs) Some of the mamas today need to learn first. (laughs) Mama, you need to teach your kids how to cook, how to clean, how to do laundry. Every child should have their responsibility. Even toddlers. Even toddlers can be taught to pick up their toys and put them away when they get through playing. Kids can clean their rooms. They can do dishes. They can run the vacuum. They can mow the grass. They can clean the garage. They can carry out the the trash. I'm not saying this morning that you ought to make slaves out of your children, but I am telling you that you need to teach your children responsibility and teach your children how to work. Paul said if anyone doesn't work, they ought not eat. And I don't think that just goes for adults that are too lazy to work. I think that goes for kids as well. If they're not willing to work, appropriate to their age and their ability, then they don't eat. They need to be taught how to work. 
I'm glad that, that, that my mother and my father taught us kids how to work. I know how to run the vacuum. I know how to dust. Amen. I know how to clean a toilet. I know how to do the dishes. I know how to fry an egg. Don't do a lot of those things, but I know how. I know how to work with my hands. I know how, I know how to sweat. I know. I was taught at 14 years of age how to go out and do a man's work. My daddy taught me. My mama taught me what I should do in the home. My daddy taught me what I could do out in the, uh, when I got away from home and outside of the house. But I was taught responsibility. I was taught how to work. I was never taught how to play. I picked that up pretty good on my own. But I had to learn it on my own because I didn't learn that at my house. Kids today go off to college and they can't even make their own bed. They're in college and they don't even know how to make their own bed. They don't even know how to do laundry. They sit around all day playing video games while mom does all the work. Teach your kids responsibility. You know, a few generations ago, they had kids. Well, there's a lot of reasons they had kids. Number one, birth control wasn't, you know, quite as perfected as it is today. But the old farmers, you know, they had kids, so they'd have more workers. (laughs) And what it costs to raise a kid today, I don't suggest that you have more kids to clean the house. You could certainly hire somebody to help you a whole lot cheaper. You can't raise a kid. (laughs) You need to teach your kids how to handle money. Teach them to be responsible with money. If they get an allowance or they make some extra money somehow or they get money for their birthday or money for Christmas or or whatever, teach them to be responsible with it. Teach them how to handle it. Don't just give a little kid the money and let them do whatever they want to with the money. It's a good training ground. It's time to sit down with them and teach them and train them how to handle their money. Teach them early. And teach them right. And this is the way to teach them. Teach them that the first 10% of whatever they have goes to God. My first allowance was $1. And I got my 10 cents out and I got a couple of pennies out and put them aside. Actually, I took them to my father who was my pastor also. My dad and my pastor. I said, Dad, here's my my tithe. He said, Son, you don't give them to me. You you take them to church and you give them to the Lord and you give them to the house. I said, Oh, but Daddy, I might lose it or spend it or something. I want to make sure. And so when I was just a little bitty guy getting a dollar a week, that first 10 cents went to the Lord's work. Plus an offering of a few pennies. Maybe even a nickel. I don't really remember. I don't want to just make myself sound too good, but... Teach them that the first 10% goes to God and then the second 10% goes in savings. Yeah, you teach them. If they get $5, how much goes to God? 50 cents goes to God and then 50 cents goes to savings and that leaves $4. And then don't just let them go wild with the $4 either. Teach them value. 
Teach them value. Teach them that only after they have tithed and only after they have saved, only then can they spend or buy or purchase. You see the way that the way they learn to handle the dollar or the five dollars or the ten dollars, the way that they learn to handle the little bit that they have now is the same way they're going to handle a whole lot later. So don't wait till they're adults and hope they learn it on their own. Start from the first dollar they get or the first whatever they get. Now this is God's. This is savings. And then we'll talk about the rest. Take them to, uh, teach them to take responsibility for their actions. Don't bail them out of all the trouble that they get into. Don't go to school and yell at the child's teacher because she punishes your child for misbehaving or because your child missed a deadline or an assignment and they're in trouble. Don't go take it out on the teacher. It's not the teacher's fault. It's the kid's fault. Now make sure that the punishment fits the crime. But when you're sure that the punishment fits the crime, then make sure that your child pays the consequences for their actions. Proverbs 18, or 19 and 19 says, A man of great wrath will suffer punishment. But if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. If you constantly bail out your kid every time he gets into trouble, they're going to keep getting into trouble. Why should I not get into trouble? I, because mama or daddy's going to get me out of it. So I can do what I want to. I don't have to listen to authority. I don't have to play by the rules. I can sass. I can talk back. I don't have to do my homework. I don't have to do my assignment on time because I know mama and daddy's going to come up here and take up for me and bail me out. And let me tell you this this morning. You shouldn't keep bailing out your adult children out of their financial problems either. I said, you shouldn't keep bailing out your adult children out of their financial problems. Hey, they're living better than you are. They're living better than you are, and they're doing it on credit. They don't have money for groceries, but they're going to the movies. They don't have money to pay the car payment, but they're buying clothes or going on vacation. Why not? Mom and dad will just bail me out. That's their mentality. Hmm? I told my kids, and I know I'm a hard, mean, old, tough guy. But I told my kids, I said, I don't sponsor failure. You go off to college, and you get in a tight, and get in a pinch, you don't do your work, and you've got to drop a class, I ain't paying for that. Now, Did I help my kids with college? Yes. Did I help my kids with... Am I still helping my kids sometimes? Sure. But I don't sponsor failure. I don't sponsor laziness. Amen? Amen. 
Hey, am I saying never help your kids financially? Absolutely not. I'd be a hypocrite. I've helped both of my kids. I'm not saying never help your kids financially. Here's what I'm saying. Burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame on me. Godly moms teach their children reverence, responsibility. Number three, godly moms teach their children resourcefulness. Moms are very resourceful. My mother had four kids. At one time, she had three teenage boys living in the home at the same time. How many know that three boys can eat you into bankruptcy? (laughs) Especially in those early teen years, you know, when you just never get full. You just never get full. And my father was a very hard worker. He was a very hard worker, but he didn't make a lot of money. It wasn't we were poor. We were not. We were in the middle somewhere. But he didn't make a lot of money. But by the way that we dressed and by the way that we ate and the houses that we lived in, you'd think we did pretty well. It appeared we did a whole lot better than we really did in, 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 in real numbers. And one of the main reasons was not that we were trying to put on some show. That wasn't, that's never been a part of my mom and dad. But my mother was very resourceful. She's very resourceful. She, she, she knew how to shop for groceries. She knew where to shop. She knew the bargains, you know. We had ice cream every single night. My dad and three boys, every single night we had ice cream. It wasn't ice cream, it was mellorine. <laughs> they have a new name for that, cheap butter. <laughs> hey, if you've never had the real stuff, you don't know the difference. I didn't know any difference. I thought it was good. <laughs> and my brother, just a year older than me, he was always, he was the honorary one. And, and mama, she'd buy, at Safeway, you could buy, buy Mellorine five for a dollar. That's 20 cents a, for a half a gallon. <laughs> Mellorine. And my brother, every time, and, and she'd, so she'd go and she'd buy, you know, 20 of them or whatever. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. She'd buy a whole bunch of them. They're five for a dollar. And that was dessert every night. <clears throat> Pretty cheap. But my brother, so mother would have this uh, freezer out in the in the uh, uh, in the garage, and 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 it would be stacked full of this ice cream. And my brother, a year older than me, he loved ice cream, and he couldn't walk through the garage without opening the freezer, and he'd get one of those boxes of ice cream, and he'd dig in there, big old big deal, eat his eat some ice cream every time he went through the garage, and then of course he had turned the turned the thing around, you know, where you could sell that it had been opened. And there were times when we'd get the ice cream out to open it and to eat it, and we'd open it up, and we'd put the spoon in it, and go all the way through, because <laughs> he had eaten so much of it out of it, a finger bit at a time, that uh, there's only about that much left in, in the end. Mom was very, very resourceful, very resourceful. Knew how to shop for groceries. Knew how to hunt for bargains on clothes. She, she made some of our clothes. She, she patched our jeans when they got holes in them. Today you're in style if you got holes in your jeans. In those days we patched them. Mama did. Mama went to garage sales and found hidden treasures. My mother was very resourceful. She had to be. Oh, if you want to make mama happy, repeat her teachings by, by passing them on to your kids. Godly mamas teach their kids reverence and responsibility, resourcefulness. And, and number four, mamas, godly mamas teach their children resilience. 
resilience. You see, life will bring to all of us some good things and some bad things. We're going to have some ups and we're going to have some downs. And anybody can be happy and anybody can have a good attitude when things are going well for them. But it is in the difficult times and the discouraging times and the dismal times. It's times like these that reveal a person's true character. So mom must teach her kids through her actions more than her words. How to walk through the disappointments of life and come out on top at the end. As I said a moment or two ago, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. If you want to make your mama happy, let her see you instill in your children some of the very same values and some of the very same teachings that she instilled in you. If the worship team would get back in place this morning as I try and close this out this morning. We've been talking about how to make mama happy. And I believe that if anybody deserves to be happy, mama does. I had a good mama. She is still a good mama to me. My mama always believed in me. When others didn't necessarily believe in me, my mama always believed in me. My wife is the best mother I know. She would do anything for her children. She wore herself out doing for her kids. In fact, she's at our son's church right now preaching for him. Last week it was her daughter. She was at her church supporting her ministry. I've never met a mother who was sorry she became a mother. Well, there was one mother though. We had three very ornery and mischievous boys and these boys were always getting into trouble. And one day after one of the boys had gotten in so much trouble, somebody asked the lady, said, if you had it to do all over again, would you still become a mother? Would you still have children if you had it to do all over again? The mother had to think about it for a moment. And then she said, yeah, not the same ones (laughs) let me finish today with a true story a true story incredible unbelievable wonderful story this story exemplifies the unselfish and unmatched love that a mother has for her children a woman gave birth to a healthy baby boy except for the fact that The baby boy didn't have any ears. The doctor explained that all of the hearing parts were there and that the baby could indeed hear. Just the outer parts that we call the ear were missing. The doctor assured the mother that when the baby is full grown and once the child has reached adulthood and no longer growing, And when we can find a matching donor, we can do a transplant and transplant the ears. True story. Well, the child grew up enduring the ridicule and the finger pointing and the stares that disfigured people sadly received. And then one day when he was fully grown, the parents informed their son that a a donor had been found. The surgery was performed and It was perfect and he was whole. And things began to pick up for him in his life and he began to become accepted where he had once been rejected. He even began to date 
Oh, life was good. A few years went by and the young man's mother passed away. And he went home for the funeral. And as he stood around the casket of his mother, he talked to his father about what a wonderful mother she had been. It was only then that the father revealed a well-kept secret that his wife and he had kept from their son for many years. The boy's father gently pulled back the dead mother's hair to reveal she had no ears. You see, she had given her very own ears to her son. He did not know it. They didn't tell him. And he didn't know it because his mama had always kept her hair long. Always kept it over her ears. Wow. Only a mother. Only a mother. We love you, moms. We love you. And we thank God for you. We're sorry that we take you for granted. We're sorry that we heap much more responsibility on you than we should. You're just so willing to do it. And we're just willing to let you. We love you. We'd like to honor all of our mothers this morning. We don't have a whole lot of time, so I need you to move very quickly, please. If we could have all of the mothers this morning to come very quickly. All the mothers, doesn't matter if you're a, a member of this church. It doesn't matter if this is your first time in the doors. If you are a mother this morning, we want you to come and stand facing the congregation and all the way around, whatever it takes to get all of the mothers here this morning. Get all the mothers here this morning. If you're a mother on the platform, go on down. We want to. We don't want to work you this morning, right now. We want to honor you. Work you later. All right, we have a little gift for you this morning. It should be coming to you momentarily. It's just a little token. It's just a little. Not anything big. I wish I could do something really, really big. If you'd give more, you'd get more. I'm joking, okay? I'm joking. Come on. Let me get by you, huh? I just want, as they are, they are receiving or passing out the little gifts this morning. I just want to pray for each one of you moms here today. I'll make sure and count our moms today in both services. I don't know how many mothers we have today. Okay. Father, I just thank you, Father. I just thank you, first of all, for my godly mother who taught me and trained me. My mother who believed in me when others didn't believe in me. When my mother was always there for me when I needed anything, she was there. 
She's still there for me today. She still prays for me. She still encourages me. She still still tells me she believes in me and still has great dreams for my life even now. I just pray pray a blessing upon my own mother today. Father, I thank you for these mothers that are standing here today, a host of mothers. I know there'll be a host of mothers in the second service as well. And, And I thank you for every godly mother today. God, I pray that their ears were open today and they heard the word of the Lord this morning and heard the admonition today. And if there's some changes they need to make in the way they're teaching and training their kids, that they will not only take this day as a mother to be honored, but also take this day as a mother to reflect and think about how they're teaching and training and raising their kids. And begin to maybe make some adjustments here or there somewhere else. Father, I just pray that you'd bless every mother here today with health, with strength, with blessing. Lord, I pray for every mother's child today. Lord, that every mother's child here today would be blessed of you. Lord, most of all, I pray that every mother's child would know you as Lord and Savior. I pray for every mother here today that has children that do not know you or they're away from you. They're, they're, they're not living for you today. God, I just pray that, Lord, that you will place a laborer into their lives, Father, that will draw them back to you. Father, I pray today if there's any mother here today that is estranged from their mother or from a child, I pray, Lord, that healing will come. That healing will come. And I pray that this mother today, whether they were wronged or whether they're in the right, it doesn't matter. But each mother today that has a a problem with a child or a problem with a parent or whatever, that they will take the initiative and they will go after that one that is estranged and try and make reconciliation. I just pray your blessing upon every mother here today. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Can we give our mothers a round of applause?